Welcome to the Cloud Architects Podcast, a podcast about cloud, technology, and the people using it. The Cloud Architects Podcast is sponsored by Kemp Technologies. Choose Kemp to optimize your multi-cloud application deployments and simplify multi-cloud application management. A single pane of glass for application delivery, Kemp provides a 360-degree view of your entire application environment and even third-party ADCs. Download Kemp 360 for free today at kemptechnologies.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Cloud Architects Podcast. Today, we're doing another special edition. We have someone who really needs no introduction to the show. Um, welcome, Anna Ju. Hello, how are you? Doing well, thank you. Of course, uh, also joined by co-hosts Nick and Warren. Hello. Hello. We're, we're a little out of practice, let's be honest here, right? This uh, COVID uh, situation has definitely uh, <laughs> gotten in the it's way. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're, we're doing it, uh, but we're here and we're very excited to speak to Anna. Anna, I think this is the fourth time you're, uh, you're on the show, actually. I went and checked this earlier, so uh, I don't think I know it's the fourth time. So thank you very much for agreeing to, to come back and, and talk to us. And uh, we're really, really excited to talk a, a little bit about Ignite 2020. Um, it's going to be different. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're excited to hear all about it and, and, you know, what folks can expect, uh, things like that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to talking to you about it because it's definitely a weird, weird world right now. So, uh, yeah, happy to walk you through it. I don't know about you guys, but even though it's gotten all weird, um, people have gotten incredibly clever. Like the stuff that the way people are like doing events now and the way people are recording things and how people's like home setups are improving and how they're like sold out of all these ring cameras. Everywhere. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I mean, like, have you seen, I mean, you've obviously you're like at the center of this, right? And you can see what the community is doing. Look, I'm, I'm not an FTE and so I don't see as much of it as I'd like to. Um, but like, I'm sure you see lots of cool stuff. I mean, what's the coolest thing that you've seen like happen this year because of COVID? Oh man, I don't know if it was so much because of COVID or despite COVID, but nonetheless, uh, I was really impressed by the Microsoft 365 May event. Basically, a few MVPs in the APAC region did a full event for the entirety of the month of May. Wow. Um, um, and that was, you know, like it's hard enough to, you know, do an event for five days, let alone yeah. 30. Um, but that was super impressive for me that they had such a really strong lineup and were able to persist with, with all that energy and have great content. Um, but ultimately, like everyone's tired of these digital events too, right? Are we yeah. all getting, you know, screen fatigue? Probably. Um, so it's definitely forced us to think a little bit more um, creatively about how we're doing things. And I, we're still learning. We're, we're still trying to figure out exactly what it is that is the right mix. Um, and I know that we will get a few things wrong, but we'll certainly learn from that and see how we go. That's amazing. See, I think that what sounds... Yeah. Sorry, Nick. Sorry, Chris. We have a delay. Yeah, we definitely have a delay here. You go. Um, I think that's interesting context because um i think for one i think you know to warren's point everyone's kind of had to just 
accept this and move on right I, i'm sure there are still people who are who there are still folks who are sitting sitting there going you know this this sucks and we don't like the new normal but for the most part i think people have just accepted that this is where we're at and you can either mm-hmm. kind of cry about it or you could just move forward um and it's mm-hmm. been very interesting to see the moving forward right not from you know so there's the events piece which is which is great um but also I'm finding a lot more folks are using their cameras uh, in meetings now, right? Yep. Which was definitely, and, and I'm guilty of that myself because I tend to pace around when I'm on, on the phone. Uh, and so I kind of pace up and down the hallway here, you know, uh, the, the top of the staircase. And, and so when I'm on camera, I'm forced to have to sit down, which, you know, is hard for me, probably more difficult for Warren. But it, it <laughs> so I think having to adjust and adapt and, and to actually be sitting at my desk or, or, or standing up, but at least staying in one spot, you know, we've all had to kind of make these little adjustments, but it's been fascinating to kind of see everyone's in the same situation. Everyone's in the same boat, right? It's not like each one of us is trying to do this thing independently of everyone else. So yeah. that's, that's been great. I, um, I attended a, uh, sort of an online event about a month ago now, I think the commsverse um, event, and uh, yeah. I, I presented at that event as well, and it certainly was very different to the usual presentations, right? I'm, I, you know, I love presenting at conferences and events because I like to feed off the audience, and so mm-hmm. that was very different for me because all of a sudden I had I, I had no idea who was even in the room, right? I was just me and my yeah. screen. It's so lonely. Yes, <laughs> it's terrible. It, yes. Um, <laughs> And I had a lot of folks pinging me afterwards going, hey, really love that session. And I was like, oh, hey, you were in it? That's cool. I didn't even know. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's, uh, it's you know, it's it's where we are for 2020 at least and likely for 2021, I guess. So, um, yeah. Uh, so let's, I mean, let's get into Ignite uh, and, and what to expect. So it's coming up here now. It was about a month away. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's about a month away, um, which scares me a little bit. But um, yeah, we have it coming up on the 22nd, and it'll be a 48-hour event. So in Pacific time, that means it'll run from the 22nd to the 24th. Um, And it'll be a 48-hour marathon. Um, There'll be content uh, that is repeated across all time zones so that uh, everyone can enjoy all of the great content, whether they're happening live. Um, there's certainly going to be live. Um, there's going to be live moderation in terms of the chat, so that you can directly connect with our speakers and our experts as they're to- as they're speaking. Um, but it, it definitely has been an interesting ride because doing things in person has been just the way we've done things for the longest time, and now that we're forced to work from home, we're forced to have to think about the way attendees consume content digitally very differently, right? And in a way, this has actually forced forced us to be much more inclusive of global audiences. Mm. Oftentimes we just assume people are just going to like pay the fare and travel all the way to America in order to come and, and get this content. We do stream live some of the in-person experience, but not all of it. Um, so to do it on 100% digitally with no in-person offer um, is really, really interesting. Um, we've had to think about, you know, in terms of the content and the event, we're now in the world of television. We're actually yeah. not doing an event anymore. We have to think about programming. And within a 48-hour event, we have to be committing to delivering X amount of content. 
And if it doesn't, and I mean, you and I have been to events where the keynote ran over by 15 minutes and then that just completely screwed over the programming for the rest of the day. We can't afford to do that for a digital event because a 48-hour event will end up becoming 60 hours and no one has time for that. No one can commit to it. Mm. Um, So it has to run like clockwork uh, and that has definitely uh, made us think about, you know, how do we make sure that the content is is delivered on time? Um, It's also forced us to make our sessions shorter. The 45-minute, 75-minute breakout that you're familiar with is no longer. Uh, we won't have sessions that are that long. Um, even, you know, like Jeff Teeper won't be delivering a session that is of that length. Um, so, yeah, it will be definitely interesting for us to understand the difference between doing this event as te- television versus uh, it being a technical readiness event, right? Mm-hmm. And for IT pros, developers, uh, anyone who is interested in technical content, are they going to get the depth of content that they crave? So we know that 48 hours is just 48 hours in the scheme of a year. How do we connect you to the long-term resources that are available on demand for you, whether they're on learn, docs.microsoft.com, the Microsoft tech community? There are so many different places that we want to take you to so that you can continue learning at your own pace. For, uh, you know, I think there's just such a raft of new things that you you guys have had to think about. Um, yeah. So with the, with the date being September, that's the earliest an Ignite event has ever happened, right? Is is was there a specific reason for that date, or did you know? Can we can we go into that if there was any? I'm just Wait. just curious. There's going to be honest. another Ignite. There's going to be another. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I'm not sure about the exact date why September 22nd was chosen, um, but certainly I'm aware that originally we wanted to do um, an event in November, but uh, there's a certain political event that's going to take over uh, uh. around that time. So we, we have to be very mindful that that will take over all the, the press and the noise of, of the world. So best to avoid that anyway. Um, yeah. That makes but, sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've we had to think rethink our whole calendar. And while I can't share, you know, future dates of events or anything like that, um, we, we're also very mindful that, gosh, I still remember many years ago when I used to work in the Australian uh, subsidiary at Microsoft, someone told me that they had received 400 event registration uh, event invitations over the course of a year and there's like only 365 mm-hmm. days in the year like mm-hmm. and these were mostly microsoft invitations as well as events from partners and other sort of industry events and so you've got to think like that's a lot like people mm-hmm. are not only feeling burnt out from work but from an event point of view how do you prioritize which ones to go to so um it's been very interesting to think about you know, how do we pace out our year to think about, you know, engaging with our community, giving our product teams the opportunity to uh, promote it, all of the great work they've been working on uh, for the last year or so. So it's been, yeah, it's definitely been interesting from a timing perspective how to do things. So, yeah. Yeah, we know that product announcements normally happen in August because of Ignite. Does that mean that a lot of the the things that 
could have been ready for August have been shoehorned into getting ready for September? Uh, it's I, I don't I can't comment on that specifically for this year, but that has always been the case. I mean, whether a date is whether we're marching towards October, November, September, August, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Our that is a deadline for engineering, yeah. and um, I think you may know some stuff about Project Cortex from last year if you remember how like how late in the game it was to even call it Project Cortex, right? Yeah. Like that was like very last minute stuff. Uh, so I don't think it really matters like the date itself as much as the date as a function of being a deadline. Um, so whether it buys them more time or less time, it's still something that people have to race towards. Hmm. So not to, not to put you on the spot here, but I think um, there's been a lot of, the community has been talking a little bit about the future of events. Do you think that digital events will become the future or do you think that once everything kind of settles back down, we'll be back to having in-person events? Obviously realizing that you can't tell the future here, but you know. <laughs> I, I mean, you, I think we all want it, the world to go back to normal, but there is no normal anymore. There is no, like even if we went back to the world of pre-pandemic, when we were able to travel, when we were able to go to big conferences with hundreds of thousands of people, tens of thousands of people really, um, gosh, like it, it, this has definitely changed the game. We know we'll be like if we look at the last past couple of events with that we've run with Inspire, Ready, Build. Uh, we know we're reaching a lot more people uh, just because of the pure nature of digital that it reaches as many people with in, an internet connection. Um, so, and it's funny that you're talking about how when you are presenting to a virtual audience, there's nothing that you can feed off of in terms of an audience. Yeah. But, the fact remains they are there mm. while they may not have a cacophony of applause to, you know, spur <laughs> them like case. a laugh track. Yeah. It's still, <laughs> they're still there. And you have to, you have to get right to the core of what they care about, whether you have to talk to them emotionally or um, give them a sense of urgency or whatever it is that appeals to their, to their heart and soul, if you will, mm. like you need to reach right there. Uh, and that's where the world of television has always been. But in a technical world, like how else are you going to really compel someone to be super like interested in what you're saying? It it forces you to think about your presentation skills as well. Mm. So yeah. what's been really interesting is seeing. And I don't know if there's anyone in your who comes to top of my, top of mind for you right now who you think has really aced it when it comes to online presentations. But I've been taking notes on this for years. I've got a OneNote that I've been maintaining since 2013 of reasons why I like this presentation or reasons why I like this presenter. I take notes on how I like their frame, framing, how, they, how they've drawn a narrative, how they've brought in additional presenters, what I didn't like about how they ran a panel discussion. Like, this has been something I've been caring about for a really long time because I know how important it is as a communicator to get your message across. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, sure, I'm, I'm not the best, but I'm learning and I, I, I really encourage people, especially during this time when they are forced to have to present uh, online, uh, do podcasts, things like that, uh, to think about how do you get your message across to the person who 
is sitting alone in their office potentially or with a bunch of distractions, right? There's a puppy or a cat or a child or mm-hmm. just, you know, construction in the background. It's, it's really yeah. hard to get through to people right now. I think it's just a continued evolution, right? Even, you know, I, to me personally, I think that you could never be a complete presenter. Like even the best presenters can still improve upon the things that they do. And I think like for most of us, you know, you just continue to try and evolve those skills. And, and now we just have a different, a new element, if you will, right? Or a new context yeah. that we need to kind of take into into account. So um, that I think yep. that makes absolute sense. So yeah. Yeah. Very Absolutely. Well um, curious about that 2013 one. <laughs> I'm sure there's some some goodies oh, in yeah, there. Definitely. <laughs> um, I should probably write a blog about it. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Would it be a blog or a book <laughs> though? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, so getting back to so back to ignite. What do what do folks need to know? Is there? Um, I, I you know I've noticed on Twitter that there's still some some call for contents going out um you know how can we help you in that regard and and you know what what do folks need to know about getting registered um you know getting involved uh for for ignite yeah so um we definitely are missing some of the community interaction that we know and love um and so one of the things i am in charge of is uh rc experts and table topics so let me talk about table topics first. Uh, I have a call for topics open right now. It closes on August 24th. So hopefully we can rush this podcast episode out because we've only got about five days before it closes. Um, one of the things that I totally am aware of is, you know, we've got this television programming happening and that that is not necessarily the best way to interact and, and get to know attendees, like the hallway conversation's gone. Uh, Mm. The opportunity to talk to the person who's sitting next to you and and find out what they're all about, where they've come from. So what we're doing is creating uh, table topics that allow for people to have an online discussion throughout the 48-hour event. So that will be on the tech community. We're asking for submissions on topics um, ranging from application development and Azure all the way down to security, compliance, uh, and governance. So if you have a topic, no matter how broad, no matter how well-defined, we would really love for everyone to submit a topic that will incite a discussion. So think about, picture yourself on an online forum and you're typing to try and get other people to respond. It is not an opportunity for you to present. It's an opportunity for you to get to know other people in the community who are interested in this topic, whether it's on data and AI, uh, community best practices, how to uh, work in this new remote work environment. We're welcoming all those different topics. But of course, you know, we need a little bit of FaceTime to add to that. So we're introducing table talks different to table topics. The topic is like, you know, have, being in that online forum. But the table talk is kind of like, you know, you're in a group text and then suddenly like, okay, let's go on FaceTime so we can actually talk in person. That's what the table talk is all about. So we have teams meetings that allow people over the course of just a quick 30 minutes to just, get, you know, jump on a teams meeting and have a chat face-to-face. They can choose to unmute themselves, turn their camera on and, connect with the people who have been really driving these conversations and have a real-time discussion. Uh, We're going to do that three times. So we're going to do that in America's time zone, the APAC time zone, and the European 
Middle East and Africa time zones. So everyone can at least, you know, get some FaceTime with people in their local community as well. So this is an experiment, absolutely, back to the whole theme of learning and, and giving things a shot. Um, we'll see how this goes. I'm getting some really great submissions so far. Uh, I did a bit of a spree in terms of trying to get people to, to come through. And I think we've got close to 250 submissions right now, but we still need more. Um, I would love to see more submissions uh, from the APAC region. Um, I know it's a bit difficult because we are hoping that the table talks are delivered in English just to uh, to make it easier for the majority of the world to, to uh, speak. But the online discussions can be translated into multiple languages, including French, German, Spanish, Chinese, Korean, Japanese, and Brazilian Portuguese. So, um, yeah, so we've, we've, we're doing our best. Um, but, yeah, if you can submit before August 24th, we've got a form open at aka.ms slash call for table topics. If you go there, you'll be able to submit and uh, hopefully you'll get selected. Excellent. Thank you for that. I think we'll, we'll put that in the show notes. And, yeah, we'll rush this uh, recording through through our uh, edit cycle so we can get this posted up as, as quickly as possible yeah. and, and, you know, just kind of uh, promote this so we can, you know, get folks um, submitting topics and, and talks and, and everything. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And the one thing I will say is that it, this is open to everybody. You do not have to be an MVP or an RD. You can even be a Microsoft employee. So, Warren... <laughs> you can definitely submit. You can still be part of all our community discussions. So yeah, <laughs> life is better with the Warren. <laughs> certainly true. more entertaining with the Warren. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> life is better with Microsoft. Period. <laughs> Is it review time? <laughs> he, 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 he always makes it weird, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's a couple uncomfortable. It's not like we want. It's not like we want to talk about AWS, right? <laughs> not on this episode, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along from the awkwardness. <laughs> well, I guess then, um, Nick. Anything from from you, Warren? Oh, geez, I could talk forever. When it comes to this sort of stuff, I mean, like, I have so many questions about some of these events that only you could answer. Like, I mean, with, um, like, with all the, okay, so, you know, I, I obviously watched Inspire, and then we also had Ready, right? Yep. Um, and they were so incredibly well done. Like, mm. walking through the studios, the additional people that were coming in, the green screening, all that kind of stuff, right? Now, mm. Obviously, that stuff's pre-recorded mm. to a point. I mean, how much of yeah. it is actually live? None, none of oh it. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's a, this has been a fierce debate, I will say, at, in a, our event planning. I th there are people on, in the camp of everything has to be pre-recorded, so there's no chance for demo yeah. fails or Wi-Fi yeah. fails. And then there's this other camp of people who are like, but you're losing all the interaction and you don't want to, it to be pure smoke and mirrors. Like you've got to be authentic. And I, I don't think that, you know, it has to be one or the other. Like you can sure. still do like simulive, yeah. has a simulated live experience. Like what the thing that I've noticed over since March when a lot of events started getting, going virtual the one thing that I thought was a bit of a mistake and things that, that people have learned from is you can't just push all your video content for people to consume on demand without any interaction. 
right? If it's just like a YouTube video and the comments turned off, you're you don't you actually are enhancing the the loneliness that you're feeling, like how isolated you are, because it's just someone who isn't even a real person on the other side talking at you rather than interacting with you. At least with enabling comments or enabling some kind of live chat, which is probably why things like Instagram Live and 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 Twitch streaming have really um, really blown up because people are really craving that human interaction, even if it's in a digital format. Mm. So, you know, we have a lot of video content that we're pushing out and we will continue to do that. Um, but we need to enable some way for people to react to that content or provide some sort of commentary. So uh, you'll definitely be seeing a lot of that. And there's some stuff coming in the tech community that I'm really excited to share in an upcoming episode, um, <laughs> but not ready to share yet. So yeah, I'll definitely uh, give you guys an update on that one. So we're going to put a, a pin into that and we'd love to have you for that follow-up episode. Okay, cool. So with that, we are going to close the show so we can get a rush job on the edit done. Um, today is Thursday, tomorrow's Friday. So all going well by your morning, hopefully tomorrow, we'll okay. be able to share the URL with you for you to post on socials and us to make a lot of noise. Yes, thank you so much. Yes. I love talking to you guys. Uh, it is usually the highlight of my week. Um, so, yes, let's do this again. We can do some things closer to the time as well. I'd really love to put a spotlight on some of the submissions that we've put for table topics. So, yeah, yeah there's been some really good ones, I will say. I've been, I've been highlighting some of them on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, so get your submissions in, especially if you want to. I'm going to go look at my competitions. <laughs> Well, we'd love to do another show or maybe more than one before Ignite. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Cool. Yeah, so thank it. you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today, Anna. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Anna. Hey, everyone. Before you go, we just wanted to say thank you for listening. We really enjoy putting this podcast together for you every two weeks. Please visit us at thearchitects.cloud. Alternatively, drop us a tweet. We'd love to hear what you have to say. At the Cloud Arc. <laughs>